31st of December, 11.59pm. Ten! The telly blares with the sound of pissed-up revelers as the camera pans down the Thames. Fifteen years ago, I would have been there with them, having spent all evening jostling for a spot and dying for a wee, so I was in a good position for the countdown. Nine! I'm so glad I'm not on a packed riverbank, drinking Prosecco that's only cold because the temperature is Baltic, and pretending to have a good time while worrying about how busy the tube station will be post-midnight. Eight! At least Jack and Sav are asleep, finally. The best thing about having young kids is that you can use them as a convenient excuse to get out of things you don't want to do. Sorry, no babysitter is the best get-out-of-jail card of all time. Seven! Even if most of the time it's a total ball ache having no babysitter, because it means you can't do things you genuinely want to do either. Six! But New Year's Eve definitely doesn't fall into that category. I'm not even bothered about sitting here alone watching the countdown on TV while Adam is up in Sheffield. Five! It's not as though he's up there having a good time, having to get on a rammed train from London on New Year's Eve to give your 37-year-old brother a talking to because he's possibly, maybe, almost certainly been barred from another pub in the city centre. And they want some money for damages. Otherwise, they're pressing charges. Cheers, Gabe. Happy sodding New Year. Four! That's a point. I bet Adam had to pay the landlord. Not that he'd have mentioned it to me. He always gets funny with me if I bring up lending Gabe money. Three! Lending? Two! The last time he did it, he didn't even tell me. I went overdrawn on the joint account paying the deposit for centre parks. One! Thousands of people scream Happy New Year and hug each other as Big Ben bongs in the background. Fireworks erupt, filling the screen with colour and smoke and the BBC presenter, out on location, tries to finish her link above the din. The British public was assured that the great clock's bongs would be temporarily restored during important national events, such as New Year and Remembrance Sunday, until restoration work is completed. I drain the dregs of my white wine. The rest of the bottle is in the fridge, and for a second I contemplate getting a refill, before yawning and remembering that, despite it taking until 10pm to wrestle the kids into bed, they will almost certainly be up pre-6am, as is the unwritten law when you've been left to parents solo and have imbibed more than two units of alcohol. Instead, I flick off the telly and fire a message to Adam. Hope it's not a nightmare up there. Happy New Year. Kiss. He's probably already asleep at his mum's house, back in the single bed in the room he used to share with Gabe. The patch of floor in front of me simultaneously lights up and chirrups. Bloody kids. Adam's iPad lies abandoned, screen up on the carpet, half concealed by Christmas toys that they've already got bored of. My text appears in the corner, obscuring part of the photo on his home screen. A selfie where we're all smushed together in front of the London Eye. You can barely see the wheel because it's all grinning faces. Or in Jack's case, him anarchically shouting, Poo! when Adam said, Everyone say cheese! I pick up the tablet and put it on the table while I look for its case clearing a few other stray toys from the area. The house looks like a bomb site, with discarded superheroes, cardboard boxes, and foot-shattering bits of Lego all over the carpet. The kids have insisted on keeping every single bit of tat from every Christmas cracker, so there's endless plastic crap spilling out of the toy drawers we're now resigned to having in our once relatively stylish living room. I pick up the debris, 
Sylvanian, Sylvanian. Spider-Man wearing a Sylvanian's outfit. Jack will be livid. And find the case underneath the Millennium Falcon. It's plastered with fairy stickers, which makes me grin. Sav's handiwork. Adam will look very cool reading The Guardian on his iPad on the tube when he goes back to work on Thursday. The screen lights up again as I pick it up. Another message, that it's simply from Jay, makes me look more closely. I can only see the preview. Thanks for partying with me like it's 1995 again. Who's Jay? And what party? He's with his brother, sorting out yet another catastrophe of Gabe's own creation. That's what he said, anyway. Maybe he went out for a drink, after clearing up Gabe's mess and bumped into someone he knew. I can't begrudge him that. What's a night off from the kids if you can't have a spontaneous night out at the pub? But that doesn't tell me who Jay is. Heart fluttering, there's a second when I don't want to know. But my suspicions quickly take over and I swipe the screen open, tapping the passcode, Jack and Sav's birthdays, onto the landing page. My stomach plunges as the full message appears along with the rest of a thread that goes back way further than tonight. Thanks for partying with me like it's 1995 again. Shame I have a flight or we could have got drunk and seen the new year together properly. Although sparkling water in a king size at the Hotel Divan is a bit more glam than cider and sneaking into my old bedroom back at my parents. Kiss. <laughs>